It's the Said G Podcast Show. Hood, social politics. Factual facts. The hood meets society. Kicking social matters. It's the Said G Podcast Show. Welcome to Said G Podcast. Salute to England. Of the United Kingdom. Thank you for checking out the show. Got another good topic for you guys. This episode, I'm going to talk about strong black fathers. Black fatherhood is certainly celebrated and appreciated in communities like where I come from, but not so much publicized. There's definitely some good fathers from the hood. We often hear about strong black mothers, which is supposed to be like that. But what about the strong black father? black fatherhood. I was in a conversation with someone and I had mentioned that I had my son with me. And the person asked, how often do you have your son? I said every week. And that's because we don't stay in the same house, which is not good, but we make it work. But he's over my house every week. And the person said, you're a good dad. In my opinion, what's so good about that? I appreciate the compliment, but I'm doing what I'm supposed to do as a dad. Strong Black Dads, right here on CG Podcast. Tell a friend, share this episode. Follow me on IG at CG Pod. Check out my documentaries on my YouTube page, Gangsters Paradise. The documentaries are cautionary street tales about some of the biggest crime lords in the history of the world. That's Gangsters Paradise, the channel on YouTube. This is a public service announcement. Mental health is a serious issue. Many people deal with clinical depression or PTSD and don't even know it. I've dealt with depression once in my life and it was a fight for my life to come out of that funk. Many people think mental health therapy is about what people call crazy or someone may think it has to do with retardation. If you're going through depression, feeling suicidal, anxiety, symptoms of bipolar or borderline disorder. Break the stigma and seek help today. Welcome back to CG Podcast. Salute to the audience. You know, this audience for this particular show I see that uh, it's a lot of suburban people that actually listen to this show. Then there's so many foreign people that actually listen to this program. And I appreciate y'all wanting to know about the black plight right here in America. You know, I like to explore how does a guy like me, which we call the hood, and that's another word that's being commercialized right now. I literally saw cartoon with my son and they mentioned the word hood in the cartoon you know it's so much that they have taken from the hood and it's so much commercialized but when it comes to CG podcast I like to you know explore how does a guy from the hood fit in society fit into American society which is a tough thing so that's that's the base premise 
uh, what this program is about. And I really appreciate people that, that engage with the show. I appreciate the messages y'all send. You know, leave your comments. If you want to ask me some questions, uh, just send me a DM or hit me on, on in the email. It's all good. I do chat back and forth with people that engage with the show. Strong Black Dads. Like I said in the intro, I had this conversation with this woman about, you know, by me having my son. And she told me, you know, and I hear that all the time. You're a good dad because people often see me with my son and my daughter stay out of town. So I fly to go see her. I got a couple of grandkids. I go see them. I spend time with my with my personal family. Um, but the, the, the compliment I always get, you're a good dad. Which I appreciate, but I don't look at it as that. I look at it as I want to be there for my child. I'm looking at I created this kid and I have a responsibility and it's not the kid's fault for being here. I look at it as a responsibility of nurturing my kid and paying attention to my kid. And they be looking for that. They look for your attention. And my son, he looks for my attention all the time. My daughter's a lot older, but she she was like that too. And my grandkids, they all like that. So I don't consider it like being a good dad, even though personally I think that I am a good dad. But again, I'm appreciative of those compliments. But, you know, it's a, a, a conspiracy on the image of blacks in America, particularly the black male. Uh, we often praise the strong black woman and they they supposed to get praised like that because they endure so much and they really feel like they're at the bottom of the barrel. They feel like they even lower, in some cases, they feel like they're lower than a black male. They really be feeling like that. You know, it's just in our community that our minds are conditioned to have these mental errors throughout life. And it's a continuous thing and it's not great for the black community our minds have been conditioned just the way it is today and it's not a good thing and so when it comes to the black fatherhood even when you look at hip-hop it's not a highly publicized thing throughout hip-hop it's like you can't have a hit record unless you say you're fatherless or you went to jail or something it just got had, had this extraordinary negative connotation to your story for you to just blow up. It's like they try to say these rappers in these most dire situations can only get publicized like that. It seems like one of the criteria is, is don't mention that you had a good father. You know, it's just incredible. You don't see fatherhood or black fatherhood publicized in the media and in, in hip hop for sure. And a lot of those guys, hip hop and rappers, they got kids themselves themselves and you gotta look at it at if a, if a rapper is highly successful there's a lot of money comes along with that so you may have this rapper he's making his hardcore gangster record but he's sending his kids to public um, private schools he can afford that he can afford to have tattoos all over his face he's not going to a regular 9 to 5 job this is a fact so a lot of those guys who's making those hardcore records, they had children themselves. They had children themselves and they send them to private schools. So, but 
you don't you won't see a lot of high publicity when it comes to black fathers. And I, I just be so happy when I see guys that I know, they're very engaged with their kids. A lot of the guys went through things in life where they were dislodged from their kids or they had to spend time away from their kids. And you know, a lot of them trying to make up for lost time and they really engaging. They're really apologetic for the time that they miss and their kids love them. Their kids really, really love them. I see them on social media. They, you know, some of them post their pictures, some of them don't. But I know some of the guys, and you know, there's a lot of guys I knew for a long time. Like, I don't know too many guys who didn't care too much about their children. I'm not gonna say it was all of them. Now, some of them, some, some of these guys need to be spanked. You know, then there's a lot of situations where the mother and father can't get along or agree, and the kid had to suffer through their relationship, their mishaps, you know, but it's, it's definitely some good fathers out there, and I appreciate to see guys that I know personally that's very engaged with their kids. Some of them got grandchildren, they just love their kids, and you see them there around their kids all the time. And that's how I try to be. You know, kids can get nerve-wracking at times. You know, they rack your nerves. They time and be off. You be relaxing. They just come blindside you with some stuff. They may knick-knack you. They want to get something out of the store. Every time you go in the store, they feel like they got to get something out of there. You know, and then, you know, you go all out, try to make your kid comfortable. You spoil them to a, a certain degree because a lot of us didn't have a lot of things growing up, so we try to not have our kids go through all that but you know the image of the black father is definitely bad there's a lot of myths that goes along with that image i found something on the internet and i found this to be really interesting because it's about discussing the myths about black fatherhood and it says fatherlessness is not defined by living arrangements no, no. Most black kids are not fatherless. Deconstructs that 70% of black children are fatherless. Myth. Again, this deconstructs that 70% of black children are fatherless. Myth. Data from the Center for Disease Control and Prevention report fathers' involvement with their children. Yes, the CDC tracks data and researches topics like this. Yeah, they keep up all kind of um, data and numbers. Like That's what I always say about America. They know what's going on because they keep data on these type of things. They have specialized people that keep up with the mental of this country. They keep track of this ethnic group doing this, this ethnic group that does this. They definitely keep track of all these things. Um, verify that the majority of black fathers actually live with their children. 2.5 million versus 1.7 million who don't. I'm one of the guys, I don't live with my son, I don't live with my kids, but I'm definitely heavily involved in his life. I'm up at the schools, I'm doing homework, cooking, cleaning, washing, everything that goes along with being a parent, I am doing that, that's for sure. Furthermore, whether living in the same home or not, black fathers are the most involved of all primary recorded race and ethnic groups. That's interesting. Many fatherlessness statistics utilize 
marital and housing statuses as cornerstone metrics, resulting in highly inflated numbers. So as you can see, like this article says, they go by whether someone is married or not, or how the house situation is situated, and this is how they're coming up with their metrics. This is how they're coming up with their numbers when they do these type of uh, researches. These stats do not account for the fact that men have died or passed away. Couples may live together while unmarried. Couples may be divorced. And let's not forget that due to the system of incarceration, men are not only separated from their families, but often even prevented from staying in the homes with these family, families if the house is federally provided. That's, that's something we had discussed before because some of these federal programs won't even allow the dad in the house. Now, when I talk about our minds are constructed a certain way, I believe that as a black community that we are under some type of hypnotism. It's not all the people in the hood. It's not all the people committing the crime. I believe that the black community as a whole is under some type of hypnotism that we don't seem to break. We unconsciously, unconsciously is under this hypnotism. This is what I think. So you have all these elements. Guys do pass away. Guys do die. You have couples that's unmarried and they stay in the house. They may not re even report the guy is even staying in the house. They may not file taxes as a married couple or, you know, those type of things. You know, a lot of couples get divorced. Like I said, the, the kid may suffer through all that. They may go with the mother. They may go with the father. There's a lot of single dads out here. As a matter of fact, one of the strongest black fathers that I know of was my actually my grandfather. He was like the greatest thing to me. And I would like to send a salute to my grandmother as well. Uh, she's a great person. My grandfather, his wife passed away when his kids were really young. None of them was grown, so he had all these kids by himself. And he had, he didn't have no other help. He didn't bring other women in the house. He didn't bring other women around or that type of thing. I grew up with my grandfather, so I'm seeing this guy all the time. So I'm there. We all there. This is a strong guy to raise all these kids single-handedly. You know, and he raised a great family. So, and this is just some of the things that we have to look at because... The myth is always to make the black father look bad. I ain't saying all I'm good. We still need some help along those lines, getting more fathers involved with their kids because the youth is out of control, I, per se, or I should say. You know, and then a lot of grown fathers, they're not the best role model for kids, but it's something we still got to work on. But I'm here to salute the guys that actually do, the strong black fathers who stick with their kids through thick and thin. And I do see that. And there's a, there's a lot of guys like that in the community. The impact of this superficiality makes it way into policy and law formation. And this is one of the things that, that I trip on because all the things that goes on in the black community, and then we look for government to try to solve these problems, which is a bad thing because majority of those people up there, they're rich. A lot of them are white. And they will literally get on TV and tell you that I've never been through that before. I cannot remotely feel what they are going through over there. I can't feel what 
black people are going through over there. So how you gonna look to these people who's never been through that, who's got a lot of money to fix our problems? I was looking at the House committee meeting today where they had the four officers down there when they had that riot in D.C. And one of the officers really stressed that when Black Lives Matter came down there, they had all kind of security all over the place. But when these guys came down there, they failed to send security like that. They literally failed to send security like that. And I sat back there and thought, as threatening as these people rushed up into these, this place down there in Washington, D.C., the world has saw that, everybody in the world saw it. If that had been a group of black people, they would have had all kind of firearms. There'd have been all kind of bullets. There'd have been a lot more people dead than what were people that died on that particular day. So, when they look at all these statistics, they look at all their metrics, and this goes into their policies, their law formation, which usually doesn't help communities like mine. Access and discipline in our education system, law enforcement, profiling, and use of force bias in in court-based custody decisions, and many more unknown and unseen implicit ways in which society perceives, perceives black males. That's interesting. And rather than focus on the root cause of structural, institutional, and implicit race not racialization, violence, poverty, and general lack is scapegoated onto the backs of black fathers. Yeah, that's interesting. There's a lot goes on to the image of the black father. It gets deep. I'll be right back. It's the CG Podcast. Salute to Arlington, Virginia, Nashville, Cordova, and Jackson, Tennessee. I salute you all. I can't thank the audience enough for listening to this program. Peace out. Go subscribe to my YouTube channel, Gangsta's Paradise, where I kick cautionary street tales. If I can save one person for going down that path for being a street hustler, that's the win for the community. Gangsta's Paradise on YouTube. Go subscribe now. Welcome back to Said G Podcast. I really would like to thank the audience. I always appreciate you guys. This is a really good topic right here. Sometimes when I do these topics and then I listen to the show afterwards just to no, just try to check the show out before I release it to the public. You know, it gets really interesting. A lot of people be thinking they'll hear the program, then they'll call call me, then we have these long discussions about these topics. Strong black dads, strong black fathers, strong black men, black fatherhood. And like I said, in, in this segment right here, we're going to talk about some of the things black fathers want people to know about their parenting because raising children is really a struggle you know it's a real struggle you have to have a lot of patience with it but it got to be a lot of love with that you always got to consistent consistently let your kid know i let my kids know i should say 
that I love my kids. I stay engaged with them and they my entertainment. Like I really love to talk to them. They keep me laughing. The mood is always light, really. You know, like I said, it'd be some nerve-wracking moments in there, but I, as a father, I try to keep the mood light. Now, let's go down this list. This one is titled, there's 10 of them. This one is titled, They Have Talks With Their Children. No, it's not the kind of talk they have once their children reach puberty. Puberty is the kind of talk where they explain to their children why they are different. Yeah, you gotta have that black talk with your children. You know, we started when they really, really young. My son is nine years old, and best believe I'm talking about him being a, a black guy. And he, he a, really a light-skinned guy, a, a light-skinned kid, but he embraced the little color he do have on him. And to his eyes, he's brown-skinned, and he love it too. But it's something we got to talk about, police brutality, how to conduct yourself in public. You try to, I had to, protect my son from so much because there's so many people that's not great role models so I had to make them be aware of what's not to look at in terms of role models and even other little kids you know some of these little kids they, they father's not around they can be mean they can be get mad if other kids don't want to play with them there's some really kids really out there acting up they have no discipline and the fathers are basically absent in these kids lives Protecting their children is always a priority. That's definitely a priority to, for me. I'm all. I'm always. I'm in the big business of protecting my children because people don't respect children, and to a certain degree, it don't surprise me when people be shooting at these cars on these freeways and they killing these children. These kill these these kids being in these car seats. And they getting hit by these bullets. These guys shooting these guns with with reckless abandon, abandonment. You know, it's just really interesting, you know, but if people out in the public don't show respect to the kid, they have no regard for children, why should they care when they pull out a gun and they start shooting at your kids? It's just something that's becoming a phenomenon. You know, it's happening in different cities. You know, it'd be in the media. These these people pull up with these guns and just start shooting. They have no regard if children out there or not. But if they see that you don't care about the children, why should they care about the children? That's something interesting. So I, I, I'm really big in protecting my kids. That is a fact. And like I said, this is just a list of things black fathers want y'all know want y'all to know about their parenting. A lot of us are very extreme about protecting our children. That is a priority. They teach their children to work extra hard and to be persistent. I, was just, I just left a comment on Facebook about my daughter just yesterday. And I'm just so happy with her because she consistently trying to get her business going. She got it going. She's making moves. She's making some money she's establishing her business by staying on top of her head about consistency consistency meaning start something finish it keep doing it because you're going to have moments where it seems like people are not supporting you people are not promoting you or marketing you for you so you're going to get a little pissed off when stuff like that come around but as a father i've been through the ringer with 
things like that. So I try to use my experiences to show her, be patient, but keep working, keep working. It's all about consistency. consistency. So I am definitely about being on my kids, about working hard and being persistent. They always remind their children of their capabilities. Yeah, you always want to be motivating to your children. You always try to make them feel like, even if it's not a good idea, and they may not even be great at it, but you got to make them feel like they're great at it. Maybe it will grow on to, to them, and they start learning certain things about whatever their interest is. You got to make them feel great about it. That's just the bottom, the bottom line to that. They teach their children to be tough. Yeah, you got to be tough out there because kids can be mean. You know, kids going to try you. Kids going to hit on you. And you tell your kids to hit them back. You know, it's not a good thing that we're having a lot of our black children fight each other because they still got to fight America. They still got to fight America. So it don't make no sense to make them fight each other. But at the same time, you don't want kids coming up to your kid trying to bully your kids. You don't want kids hitting on your kids. So, yeah, you teach them how to be tough, but not just physically tough. You want them to be mentally tough. So black fathers know that we are still surrounded by people who harass us and ridicule the minority just because of their skin color and race. So that's another thing you have to make them be tough about. There's a lot of things a black person has to be tough about. They always tell their children to never give up never give up keep your head down and keep working be happy about it be motivated motivated when you uh start accomplishing things and success start coming your way just never give up but once you start giving up somebody else gonna step in your shoes and they're gonna make something out of it they remind their children that they can be great leaders yeah and people talk about leaders all the time a leader i'm a leader you got to be a follower in order to be a leader but it depends on what are you following are you following people that's really trying to get somewhere or you're following a gang leader? It's a big difference. So you got to be a good follower in order to be a good leader. Some of us are born leaders, but you still have to grow into that role of being a leader. Their children can be exposed to the realities of the world at an early age. Like I said, people out there really don't have a lot of respect for children. The language is so vulgar. It's just pathetic, you know. So there's a lot of realities come to children at a really long, a really young age. They see a lot. So for me, with dealing with my kid, I had to protect them all the time to the realities of the world and then explain to him these realities right here because a lot of this stuff is not good realities. And unfortunately, you have things like George Floyd situation with him coming on national TV and kids can see this stuff. Kids can get literally get on the internet and go look up George Floyd's death. So that's a harsh reality for kids to endure. Let's go on. They teach their children to protect themselves. Yeah, we talk about that. They always be around they, they will always be around to love on their kids. Yeah, so that's my thing. Always loving on my kids, always showing them love, being great to them. And, and I think the most important thing is spending time with them, spending time with them. And I like to salute to all the black strong dads out there who stand in this fight in the black plight 
You know, we don't want to see our children, a lot of our children following our footsteps because of all the mistakes a lot of us made when we were younger. So we just want them to be the better version of us. And I'm one of those guys that's always trying to promote my kids to be better than me. Said G Podcast. This is a great topic. Share this episode. Tell a friend. No, I'm come right back at y'all again. I'm gonna have a really good topic. Try my best to keep some good content for the audience. One love to you guys. I really appreciate you all.